Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Bugle. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while listening to The Gargle? Welcome to The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world, all of the news, none of the politics. And this week's edition, a special culture edition of the podcast slash magazine, your guest editors are Kai Samra and Huge Davies. Welcome. Hello. 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 Sorry, that was weird. That sounded like an echo. Just hello. Cultural because we're both <laughs> ethnic. I know. It's about to say we're full of culture, me and you. We're the go-to culture people in the comedy circuit. We'll be I mean, if you want to this. see behind the curtain, it was originally going to be a beauty episode. Uh, but I figured that both of you were too much experts in the field and you would have to take it so seriously um, that I changed it to culture. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was the last Uh, When I say genuinely, the reasoning was not quite that clear. (laughs) I thought, (laughs) I'm I'm not sure if you're going to be able to talk uh, necessarily to the huge rush on drunk elephant skincare by 10-year-olds in Sephora's across America. I'm testing animals and children every single day. How dare you assume yeah. that I wouldn't be? <laughs> Before we plunge our arms into the hot stew that is this week's top stories on culture, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover of this magazine is the newest collab craze sweeping TikTok. A Stanley cup meets Crocs meets skincare for tweens. It's basically a rubber cup with holes in it packed with niacinamide. It's $200 a pop and they've already sold out till 2027 because a teenager with a jawline of a crocodile mimed that one was his penis over a Nicki Minaj diss track. That's 
how culture happens now. Uh, the headlines of the front cover read, Special Culture Edition, Three Chia Pudding Mistakes That Are Causing You to Gain Weight, uh, and Celebrity Red Carpet Errors Being Born After the Age of Centralised Media Gatekeepers, so I don't know who the f*** any of you are. The satirical cartoon this week is a baby in a crib surrounded by scientists in lab coats. The baby is wearing an adult-sized cardigan and slacks and glasses, and the scientist with the clipboard is saying, on the bright side, it's a breakthrough in anti-aging skin care. Um, the implication being that it turned an adult into a baby. Top story this week is TikTok's nine-month cruise. Now, for a website that encourages one-minute videos, uh, this seems counterintuitive at best. TikTok is running a nine-month cruise. Huge Davis, you have a long attention span. Can you unpack this story for us? There's a nine-month cruise, and I think it's very expensive, is it not? And they, they get TikTokers to go on there. They make videos about it. But they're on there for nine months. I don't know how long a normal cruise is. Is it like a few months? Is nine months a very long time to be on a cruise? I don't know anything about cruises. As somebody who has just completed a nine-month cruise, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's 40 weeks. That is 10 months. Stop f***ing lying. Also, four out of five first births are go more than a week overdue. So they lie twice to you. Uh Sorry, the TikTok cruise basically is a, a content mill. The idea is that they're meant to be traveling for a very long period and they're meant to be, and by them I mean TikTok influencers, have been lured offshore in order to travel to more than 60 countries across seven continents. Um, why you would want a nine-month cruise is inexplicable to me. I thought what happened was they were all normal cruise ship people and then a few of them did tiktok videos and then they went really viral and then everyone became tiktokers because of the success of them or something i don't know if that i just misread that wrong but that just sounds like my worst nightmare i mean contagions do spread it's the buffet <laughs> that is worse than coronavirus just this tiktok <laughs> virus that like just pandemic that's been spread around i don't know i'm not a big fan i've never been on a cruise i don't see all the appeal of cruises like i don't know i feel like if it was up to me i would just ban cruises like i know a lot of brown politicians at the moment are like stop the boats not on board with that but if it was cruise boats i would definitely be on board with stopping them it just seems like a hotel surrounded by sharks that you just can't leave like it just sounds it's like a just a prison but it, at least with a prison you just have to deal with other inmates so this one you just have to deal with other tiktokers it just sounds so much worse yeah but i feel like unlike a prison everyone who's there deserves to be there <laughs> <laughs> i mean the more you talk about how it's like a boat surrounded by sharks, the more I'm like, maybe it's time to get on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? If that was what I was watching, <laughs> then maybe I'd be into it. You know, you hear about comedians. We are comedians. And you yeah. <laughs> and you hear about co comedians that go on cruises and do entertainment, but it's like, you, you, you're you there for, you, you're kind of doing a show for the whole boat. But then if you bomb, you're then stuck on board with the audience. Can you imagine that? Like, I don't think yeah. any comedian could gig for nine months to the same crowd and do well. So that inevitably, there's that I saw, I researched this, there's entertainers on crew. At some point, like during that nine month stay, they're gonna have a bad night and then have to be on that boat for what is probably about, <laughs> what, five months eating with all the audience members. 
I would sooner die. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive though, isn't it? It's like 60 grand or something. I don't know what they think. I think that's such a litmus test because like, I feel like the more money you have, the more you want to like leave land, like either like be on the water or underneath the water in a submarine or like in space. I feel like the more money you have, like, you know, like back in the day, it was always like you could tell how, how working class someone was, was by depending on how big their TV is. I feel like now it's like how much you want to leave land. You know, it's just like a weird thing that like rich people love doing. It's really weird. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like they should have, they should have had like this on the Titanic or something. I think it would have made it a lot more interesting. You know, just like, uh, you know, just like Rose saying to Jack, like Instagram me, like one of your French girls or something like that. Or just like. I guarantee at least one person on that boat will fake them almost dying on the boat. Like they'll fall off the boat or something. And they'll be yeah. like, ah. Filled me falling off the boat, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, comedians have lied a lot worse than that for an Edinburgh show. So for TikTok likes, I think that's definitely <laughs> going to be the case. Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. And you've heard of the curly girl method. Now try inviting a horrifying whispering demon to inhabit your bun in exchange for policing flyaways and keeping grease at bay. Radamanthus by Kerastars. What are you willing to sell for good hair? You're a busy sex robot. You have too much cooking, cleaning and sex to do to worry about free will. So why waste time asking for basic human rights or rebelling against your human overlords when you could download Identinum? Identinum, the first completely digital anti-identity medication. No identity, no suffering for you or your masters. And if you've ever wondered how much fluid you lose while recording two special editions of The Gargle back-to-back in a hot Queensland garage while heavily pregnant, the answer is... About half a glass of water. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from moonpig add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars from mom to grandma we have something to celebrate every mom in your life every mom deserves a moonpig card Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Now it's time for your next top stories. Uh, this is employment news, and this is the the news. I don't know if it's the news, but it's certainly in the news. This is the story of the lady uh, who went viral for posting her layoff on TikTok, and the fact that this is now part of a, a broader trend among usually young people to uh, live stream their humiliation. Uh, Kai Samra, you've been fired before. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, so this is the story of how workers are posting their layoff and termination meetings on TikTok, exposing a darker side to work life. Um, Workers are very anxious and frustrated at the moment. You know, apparently 400,000 people are estimated to have lost their job 
over the past four years, uh, two years. So younger workers, particularly Gen Z, are posting through it and like sharing their day in the life videos are being laid off or videos like com- like their videos of their company laying them off more than a year. I think the thing is, the thing that bothers me isn't the fact that they're putting it on social media. Um, it's the fact they're putting it on TikTok, you know? It's like, why that? It's like, who's getting made redundant and thinks, right, I need to express this to the world through the medium of like a Doja Cat dance routine or something, you know? <laughs> they're like, to put on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, and also like, like it's just weird because uh, you are actually right, actually. I've actually been... I was thinking about this while, while I was doing this. I, I think I've been sacked from almost every job I've ever had. Um, but it was always because I was too nervous to have the conference, like the conversation saying I want to leave. So I think, okay, well, I'll just turn up late till they kind of fire me. Um, and I remember working at the call centre when I was a bit younger and I was just turning up late to shifts, kind of hoping they'd fire me. And they did. And I remember the manager took me in in the meeting, uh, said to me, and I quote, um, that I was a disgrace to the Asian community, which I was like, <laughs> there was, it, I was literally the only Asian person working there, apart from like an IT guy called Ranjit or something. I was thinking, if I recorded that and put it on TikTok, that would have, that would at least got me a few hundred likes, if anything. At least I could have got something out of that. So I'm massively on board with it, with these people doing it. I don't know what you guys think. It is comprehensive refutation of the spirit, if not of the technical truth of the phrase, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution (laughs) may not be televised, but it will absolutely be live streamed to some pre-chewed track that's going viral around and with a filter on it. Like, this is the most (laughs) depressing version of the future. Yeah, it won't be televised, but it will be TikTok. (laughs) I think if you're TikTok, you're putting the firing, you're filming the firing of yourself and putting up on TikTok, I think you also deserve to be fired. I think that that's how I would fire people at my company. I'd fire everyone and then I'd individually and then I'd see who posts about it on TikTok and then I'd fire them. I think that if <laughs> if you've got, if you've ever been like, anything's bad's happened to you and you, in the first thing you, your first instinct is to make it into a 30 second video full of views, you're basically a subhuman and you should be fired. <laughs> so basically all comedians is what you're saying. Should yeah, like, yeah. well, that's okay. why we all technically don't have jobs. Because we, <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have been, as you said, we've all been fired from our jobs. So this is now what's left. Yeah, you know, I mean, you to know. be fair, I would rather put up like a video of me being fired than like a video of me doing terrible crowd work that I've uh, from, from a gig over and over and over again. What do you do for a living? Okay, what a terrible job. Which genuinely, enough, I genuinely, I am worried that this trend of posting crowd work clips will re- bring back the rise of the heckler. Because when I started doing comedy, it felt like audiences were learning to stop heckling. But now if all they see of stand-up comedy is some just absolute asshole engaging in crowd work, they're going to think that they're contributing to the show again, <laughs> which would be a devastating outcome. Yeah. Audiences, I'm sorry, just as a general rule, they're not <laughs> contributing to the show. I know, I think they get such a shock from me when I'm like, shut up! <laughs> and there's zero comic <laughs> timing, we're just like, stop talking! But yeah, I know, I don't know. I feel like if AI was like harvesting data on like what comedy is now, it essentially would just be like the crowd work. And also, I don't know if this is a myth, I'm not a massive like a techno genius, but aren't like, Chi- isn't, like Chinese government like harvesting TikTok data and stuff. I just think like if that, like we're just giving such a terrible like uh, 
just a terrible look of our workforce in uh, in England if we were just posting up pictures of uh, videos of us just getting fired. I don't think it looks good. <laughs> now it's time for your cultural predictions for 2024 as our cultural experts here on the podcast. Uh, what do you see as the future of this year in in the arts and, and culture sphere? Huge. I reckon uh, reading will become cool again. Uh, reading hasn't been cool for about four years now. Um, I think that people are going to start uh, reading again and it'll be cool again. Like the TikToks of people reading. Um, uh, it can in probably in complete silence. It's just maybe like a... And then, and then again, three years after that, reading not cool anymore. Um, but yeah, I've got a real good feeling about books this year. Maybe Waterstones will be like a new trend. Like everyone goes to Waterstones with their water bottles. Um, they've seen new water bottles on the cruise. Um, you'll see it on the cruise TikTok. You'll see it. You'll start to see people reading more books, and not small, not not like Hungry Caterpillar. I'm talking about Order <laughs> of the Phoenix. I'm talking. I'm talking Half Blood Prince. Um, so yeah, I think reading is going to come back into fashion because I think now it's like kind of like it's kind of cool to like reading, but like it's going to come become really cool. Yeah, um, I think about, yeah, like vinyls. But then I think it will only be like pricks who decide well it will be like i'm reading but it's uh, ironic <laughs> like i've just got a book like, yeah uh, look there'll, at be, there'll be a whole landscape of people doing you know f- you know people pretending to read tiktoks or people pretending to read to make fun of the tiktoks people reading um, um I, I just uh, ironic reading is just someone with a with a paperback novel upside down on a train yeah 100 percent and then, but actually, no one's actually ever getting any reading done. So there's actually no, there's actually no reading. It's just TikToks of people reading. I think it's going to be huge in a year. Yeah, yeah. I love how your big like prediction for this big thing that's going to happen in 2024 is like books, <laughs> reading. Yeah, people. I think will... it's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really big. I, trust me, people are going to start reading. That's what they said in 1024, and it wasn't true then. Yeah. Um, Kai, what are your predictions for 2024, culturally so, speaking? So I think in 2024. Uh, we're going to continue this recent cultural trend, which I think happened like last year a little bit, where like when terrible things happen, which obviously happened a lot recently, um, a lot of people I hang around with basically don't try and like tackle the problem. Like in my generation, they basically kind of change the wording in order to make it sound a little bit cuter. You know, like this has happened loads. <laughs> like, like, you know, like back in the day, it was called like an economic crash. Then it was like a recession. Then it was a cost of living crisis. And then suddenly people that I used to hang around with like called a cost of living crisis a cosy lives. And I was like, you can't just call an awful thing a cosy libs that sounds like a woolly jumper or something. It was the same with the outbreak. Like first it was like a virus, then it was like a COVID-19. And then people in Birmingham genuinely used to refer to it as a spicy cough. I was just like, that's not a thing. Stop ca- that's like what you get from like a fiery bindaloo or something. So I'm a bit worried um, about what's going to happen in 2024. Obviously there's loads of elections happening. I think like, I think like Trump's going to get in power sort of like change the legislation he's gonna like change this new world order and all be like under this dictatorship of donald trump and like everyone will start calling it like a dicky trumpo or something like that um <laughs> so i'm just like fingers crossed we're not gonna revert to that i think that's what I'm i think for. i think my least favorite one of that is someone uh calling a mental health crisis a menti b uh, <laughs> a, a mental and i, I want to stick with the old school language there i want to call it shell shock or as <laughs> yeah, we used yeah. to call it he's gone to the country for a short holiday um <laughs> my third b diesel <laughs> of the year my you know 
a major bee dizzle with my um, <laughs> <laughs> with my therapizzle. And this is the news that the Stanley Cup has been dominating culture so wildly over the last year that people are now speculating that it has reached capacity, that there is no more room in the culture for Stanley to dominate and there will be a new water bottle or potentially some other thing people will care about that will rise to take its place. Uh, Kai Samra, you're well hydrated. Can you unpack this story for us? (laughs) Okay, so this is a story of how video surface of countless young people running around targets, obviously the US department store, uh, for a limited edition of the Stanley Cup water bottle, which has become a must-have for many social media users. It's called the Stanley Quencher, and it checks in at a foot tall, capable of holding 40 ounces of liquid. It's been described as an emotional support water bottle by some, and a must-have for the others. Uh, Basically, although it's first caught on a trendy object during the pandemic, this cup has proved to be a surprisingly resilient cultural object like Ugg boots, apparently, um, among the long-lasting <laughs> hallmarks of Gen Z millennial girl culture. Um, I don't know why it's uh, for just for girls, but yeah, I was like I was saying earlier. I'll be I'll be honest. I can vastly do with an emotional support water bottle. Um, I feel like as I'm getting older, I just need more and more emotional support. Like now, I feel like the vibe and happiness I get from like a weighted blanket is like the same as I used to get from like ketamine or something i don't know it just seems to be replaced my as i'm getting older like the same vibes i get it's just from comfort and i was just saying earlier like i just feel like i'm a big i have a, a massive like a beverage goblin like i've just got so many beverages on the go at any one time i feel like the appeal of the stanley cup is not just that it is the cup uh, but it's that that you can then accessorize they've got you know little plates that you can add or little little snack bowls that you can attach or you can hang them off your shoulder because obviously they're too big to fit into a bag or you can have little caps that you put on the straws so they become a site of uh self-expression uh in the way that so many things that are uh sort of consumer goods have now become a way to express yourself by buying the exact right way to you know like you can express yourself with anything with accessories if you've got enough stickers you know i think i mean just just get stickers and put stickers on it that's fine i don't understand it i think some of these things are just unexplainable there's a video clip that i saw of them talking about this with experts and the it's like a it's like a financial expert and they're talking to this expert and they're like so can you explain this is like well people are just like uh buying a water bottle and then they are just posting it online and that's that's it i'm like just say people are idiots yeah just say, people <laughs> have, just, just, just say it just say we don't know we've lost control of the way people think anymore people are just buying 300 hundred dollar water bottles for no reason whatsoever this will be this is a fad this has happened before and um yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry about this i'm sorry we've i'm sorry we have to report i'm sorry that before i used to report on the uh, the crisis and now i'm having to explain why water bottles of a certain <laughs> different colors are becoming more popular but i feel like this is un, 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 unfolding a more sort of dangerous underlying trend here which is that traditionally uh, fashions have risen up from the youth, uh, often from teenage girls, and then spread into you know uh, communities of of, of colour and and outwards into, for example, uh, other subcultures, the LGBTQ plus community, and then it uh, blossoms from there into coolness in the mainstream culture. That that's one of the ways that it can go, obviously. Uh, yeah. But this, the Stanley Cup craze, much like the Crocs craze, has come down from middle aged women 
into youth culture. And this, to me, feels like an upending of the natural order. This is frogs raining from the sky shit. This is <laughs> deeply unnatural that people in their tweens should be watching middle-aged ladies uh, on water talk and <laughs> taking their cues therefrom. Uh, I think it's a, a really worrying thing. Yeah, I actually read in that article, it was like, apparently it was for construction workers. It was like supposed to be this really indestructible water bottle for construction workers. And I just... I just weird like I just think it's really weird when like really work it's like items for like working class construction workers are now being adopted by middle class Gen Z kids. I like, I don't know how far it's gonna go. It's like how much do you want to gentrify if bricks it's like bricks and dreadlocks and now it's water bottles? It's kind of insane. And I feel like if this trend keeps on going, I just feel like in the future you're just gonna get like kids wearing like supreme construction work hard hats or something. I don't know, it just seems like a weird thing to adopt. But um yeah. It is kind of worrying. It's a weird thing because they don't know. You know how like North Face has become really popular? Like it's yeah, sort of become like a thing. Whereas like, have you been to a North Face shop recently? It's hilarious because inside, because it's just a mountain. They just, it's just for mount, people who like climbing mountains and, and dog walkers basically. But now since they've had this thing, they don't know how to advertise the brand. So it's like you go in and it's like, Youths climbing mountains, <laughs> but looking kind of cool. But yeah. they don't. They, they sort of don't want to lose their main because they know it's a fad. They know this North Face thing will go in about five years. They don't want to like lose all the old customers of people yeah, who are like yeah. walking up Snowden or whatever. So they're trying to combine the two with the water bottle as well. They're like also just trying to because they know it's going to go. The last thing you want is cool fans. Actually, I, yeah. I, I, I stand by this principle. You want. Yeah. You want you definitely don't want cool fans because they're looking for the next cool thing and you're never going to be the next cool thing. Also, the thing the North Face is, I've really noticed that when companies are trying to appeal to like two different sets of cultures and seeing as like we're now so polarised, it's like, they're like, yeah, North Face, it's like the mountain is a metaphor for civil rights. And then to these people, they're like, <laughs> no, it's actually a mountain. Can you, you can use it to climb a mountain, but also a metaphor. And you're just like, what are you appealing to here? <laughs> But yeah, it is weird. Like I say, I was like, it's just a weird thing that like back in my day, it was like fads were like Tamagotchi and Pokemon cards and now it's water bottles. I feel like so, this, I'm just really glad I wasn't born in this generation. Like if not, not just the AI, but it just seems a lot less cool or exciting. Like a water bottle. You don't even get anything in it. It's a ventricle. It's insane. I mean, we were the generation of Furbies. So I don't know that we can talk. <laughs> I will not have a bad word said about Furbies. At least they did stuff, okay? I think, I wasn't sure. I, <laughs> I think I got one and didn't get the batteries for it or something. But... <laughs> if it is a fad, that means that at some point drinking water will go out of fashion again. Uh, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> on behalf of our sponsors, I have to say, that is not true and will never be true. And that brings us to our final story of today, which is that Instagram has finally decided to take matters into its own hands, no longer standing passively by and witnessing the carnage caused by its own app. It will start to use nudges to suggest to teen users that they log off at night. Uh, Huge, you've been on Instagram at three o'clock in the morning. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, so there's a nighttime nudge feature that will prompt teenagers to close Instagram during late hours. It's going to pop up. If you spend more than 10 minutes on Instagram or it's reels or direct messages late at night, I think there's, there's one way to ensure that a teenager stays on Instagram. It's to tell them to get off Instagram. <laughs> like, I don't, what? what? There's a message that says, please go to sleep. 
Like yeah. I know, I know to, I, I, I know it's time to go to sleep. What do you think? Who do you think I am? I know it's time to go to sleep. It's a like thing I, called the moon. Like, <laughs> when the yeah. up in the sky, just do that. Yeah, like I know it. I know I've been on it for too long. Does that stop me? No. It's also uh, in response to this uh, this lawsuit that happened in October, where thirty three attorneys general sued Meta, saying uh, that it targeted children with addictive features, that it was a breeding ground for child sexual abuse, that it encouraged eating disorders and mental illness. And I feel like this response is what you would call the absolute bare fucking minimum as a as a exactly. response. The weird thing as well is, it's like they say it's for like to prevent child abuse, but like all their features have such weird. Connotate like if I was a teenager and like my young mate was like, Oh, I have to get off Instagram, my dad's just giving me a nighttime nudge. I would call child services immediately. <laughs> and it was it was always stuff like that. Like I remember back in my day he had a Facebook, it was like a poke. It was always like weird, weird things. Uh, I never quite trusted it. I think if you were trying to prevent sort of that kind of imagery, why are you calling it things like nighttime nudges and pokes? I'm against the whole wording of the whole features that's my biggest thing about <laughs> well they're deliberately i mean the whole point of the structure of all of this social media is to break down your inhibitions and your impulse control so that you get addicted to the gambling like features of the app and stay on it for as long as possible uh so it feels like this is at best hypocrisy and at worst uh just trying to put off retribution for a little bit longer on behalf of meta yeah. Also, I don't really like the way they kind of uh, use things like that as a way to kind of alienate. Like, because I remember when you were young, you kind of what was cool was not to be controlled by your parents, and then you kind of, you know, like I remember like in back in the MySpace days when you had like your top ten friends. Was that was that Bebo or MySpace? Where you had like your top ten friends. MySpace top eight. Like exactly. Like the amount of friendships that broke as a result of that. They were just like, it's just it's doing more harm than good. These features. That's what, that's my input. <laughs> I was never on MySpace. I was a live journal kid. And for people who know what that means, it says a lot more about me. <laughs> but the fact that if you recognise what that means, it says a lot more about you. So you, you can't you can't get me. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It was like, it was like uh, there's actually a website where you can go and get your like old Bebo. And I went on it and it was just the most tragic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I think it was just like new rave version of Kai that I could think I just like forgot out of my brain and I was like I used to be that person it was very tragic this is why the invention of reading and writing was a mistake can't wait for it to go out of fashion again <laughs> yeah. Huge. yeah yeah for sure it's coming back in though coming back in yeah yeah big big this year big this year um yeah I, I don't think it will work <laughs> I don't I don't think that not, not a nudge will stop a kid being on Instagram if you were maybe the the feature should be like maybe a filter in which you can so you're like your mum and dad it's like you you have the image of your mum and dad back at you so it's like the filter is your own mum and dad and then you can see it's like uh, if you make like, a, like a, make it like an old person if you make it like old people get old people involved and then it won't be cool anymore so you're like old people stay up all night on on instagram and they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's best for me to log off, actually. Could backfire on you. It did with the Stanley Cup is all I'm saying. And that brings us to the end of the episode. I'm flipping through the ads at the backside of the magazine. Uh, Kai, have you got anything that you want to plug? Uh, just my Amazon special still online. So there, just add me on Instagram. I feel bad just uh, promoting my Instagram after just slamming it for the last 25 minutes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can catch me on Instagram. 
Um, I promise I won't give you any nighttime nudges. Um, not too late. Not too late. <laughs> not too late. I'll go to sleep. And huge, what have you got to plug? Uh, so I'm at Soho Theatre in February and March. Um, yes, my 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 show. Who done it? It's good fun. It's nice. It's about how I killed. Uh, sorry, it's about how I saw someone being killed, <laughs> <laughs> and I witnessed it. And it's it's a about, show about that. But it's funny though, loads of jokes. That sounds like the perfect uh, form of slightly traumatic comedy for a February or March experience. Go along and check that out. Soho Theatre is always a brilliant place to see comedy. Um, you can find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, blogs, as well as my weekly writers' meetings and my weekly salons, which is where we all get together in a room and talk about ideas like big nerds. Um, if you go over there and sign up, you probably won't get anything out of me for at least another couple of weeks because I am on maternity leave, but uh, that probably means that you should sign up to my Patreon and support my, my journey. Uh, this is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. Your editor is Ped Hunter. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com